0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Pastor Eli James here, along with Dan from Georgia, and this is Genesis to Revelation. We'll be starting with, oh, here, I got, I think it's 2 Chronicles chapter 13, I believe. Let me yes. double check here. Chapter 13. But first, we have uh, a section of a book that uh, I just found uh, this book recently. Uh, it's called America and Britain. What is the exact title? That's uh, it. Yep. Just America and Britain. Okay, and it's uh, It looks like a British Israel website that uh, details the uh, tribulations of the exiled tribes, along with the House of Judah, and uh, explains that you know, the the exiled tribes. Now, we're never called Jews, <laughs> but actually, the, the house of Judah shouldn't be called Jews either. That's just a nickname imposed upon them by the lying scribes of the Talmud in the translations. So uh, so we're, uh, I'll put the link in the chat room, and uh, Dan, if you would just read the section entitled Israel, an Apostate Nation.
1: Okay. From the beginning, God offered Jeroboam an enduring dynasty much like he had promised, First Kings chapter 11, verses 37 and 38. But unlike David, Jeroboam spent on doing whatever, what seemed right in his own eyes, First Kings chapter 14, verse 8, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, and plunged the nation further into paganism. In the end, Israel would never be able to recover from the abject idolatry begun under the leadership of Jeroboam. Fearful the people would eventually realign themselves with Judah if they continued to participate in the temple sacrificial system and observe God's annual festivals as taught under Moses, Jeroboam cleverly instituted a new national religion. Almost immediately, he set up two golden calves proclaiming them to be Israel's gods. 1 Kings chapter 12, verses 26 through 30.
0: And he wasn't even a a Jew, (laughs) right?
1: (laughs) Okay. As a part of his new religion, Jeroboam set up false priests who were not of the tribe of Levi. The Levitical priesthood inherited their office, placing them outside the king's control, perceiving them to be an independent threat to his authority Jeroboam's solution was to replace the Levites with the lowest of the people, verse 31, those easily controlled.
0: Yeah, like John this Hagee, prompted, like John Hagee, folks. <laughs> Very easily controlled. Okay.
1: This prompted virtually all of the Levites to relocate to Judah, 2 Chronicles chapter 11, verses 13 and 14. Thus Jeroboam had complete monarchical control over his new religion. In addition, Jeroboam ordained a feast in the eighth month, a deliberate counterfeit to the God-ordained festival of the seventh month, 1 Kings 12, verses 32 and 33. Ultimately, Jeroboam's religion was a mixture of mosaic teachings and outright paganism. Having adopted the religious customs of the nations around them, the northern tribes quickly began to blend in with the peoples of the region. They looked and lived just like the pagans. In fact, Israel blended so well with the nations that they have been largely mistaken by historians as an extension of the Phoenician Empire to their north. See chapter 9.
0: Well, actually, that's not a mistake because... uh, No. Yeah, right? Phoenicians were Israelite. Yes, right there. Yeah. Certainly the sailors of the boats were. Uh, ships. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there was, was definitely a mixture of Israelites and Canaanites. There's no doubt about that. But, uh, yeah, probably uh, primarily uh, Israelites. All right. And that's mm-hmm. why they spoke Hebrew. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Yeah. All right.
1: Meanwhile, in the southern nation of Judah, <clears throat> Rehoboam did nothing to stop the growing idolatry that resulted from Solomon's wicked lifestyle. Eventually, the entire nation became entangled in sin and false worship. 1 Kings chapter 14, verses 22 through 24. As a means of correction, God removed his protection and allowed Egypt to turn on her former ally. Verses 25 and 26. In response, Rehoboam and the people humbled themselves before God, and Egypt was allowed to only plunder Jerusalem, taking virtually all of the golden treasures Solomon had amassed for the temple. For a time, Judah was delivered, but they would remain at least partially subservient to Egypt. Second Chronicles chapter 12 verses one through 12. In the northern kingdom of Israel, God sent Ahiah, the prophet, to warn Jeroboam concerning his and the nation's sins. First Kings chapter 14 verses seven through 10. The prophet also warned of certain national captivity. For Yahweh shall, take, shall strike Israel as the reed is shaken in the water, and he shall root up Israel out of this good land which he gave to their fathers, and shall scatter them beyond the Euphrates River, because they have made their idolatrous Asherim, provoking Yahweh to anger. And he shall give Israel up to captivity because of the sins of Jeroboam who sinned, and because he made Israel to sin, verses 15 and 16. Unlike Rehoboam, however, Jeroboam was unrepentant. Still, in his patience and mercy, God gave Israel numerous opportunities to repent over some 200 years. But as history would record, the northern ten tribes continued in their downward slide into paganism and sin. In stages, God began to withdraw his blessings and protection, gradually reducing the geographic size of Israel. 2 Kings chapter 10, verses 32 and 33. He allowed Israel to be oppressed on all sides. Yet, in his mercy, God was reluctant to send them into exile. And Yahweh was gracious to them and had pity on them and had respect to them because of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he would not destroy them nor cast them from his presence as yet. 2 Kings chapter 13, verse 23. Soon, however, time would no longer be on Israel's side. The rapidly growing Assyrian Empire was beginning to expand to the west and the south, encroaching on the territory still held by the northern tribes. The Assyrians were powerful militarily and bent on conquest. Indeed, they would make the perfect rod of correction, see Isaiah chapter 10, verse 5, in God's hand as he prepared to carry out his ominous warning of complete national captivity for the house of Israel.
0: Okay, there you go. If uh, if you continue defying his laws, you will feel the heat. <laughs> Yahweh's chastisement, okay? So and this is from the website Truth of God, and it's www.cbcg.org. Cbcg.org. I wonder if it's an offshoot of the uh, Herbert W. Armstrong, you know, um, religion that was popular in the 1920s in America. So anyway, a very good book, and I put the link in the chat room. I'll put it in the, uh, the uh, notes of the upload after the show today. All right, so let's go into Second Chronicles chapter 13. So, so now we know why, uh, very specifically, why the ten northern tribes had to be exiled. All right, and that's the correct word, exile. All right. They were not destroyed. They were exiled. Back to you.
1: Second Chronicles, chapter 13. Now, in the 18th year of King Jeroboam began Abiah to reign over Judah. He reigned three years in Jerusalem. His mother's name also was Micaiah, the daughter of Uriel of Gibeah. And there was war between Abiah and Jeroboam. And Abiah set the battle in array with an army of valiant men of war even 400,000 chosen men. Jeroboam also set the battle in array against him with 800,000 chosen men, being mighty men of valor. And Abias stood up upon Mount Zamoram, which is in in Mount Ephraim, and said, Hear me, thou Jeroboam and all Israel. Ought ye not to know that Yahweh God of Israel gave the kingdom over over Israel to David forever? Even to him and to his sons by a covenant of salt. Yet Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, the servant of Solomon, the son of David, is risen up and has rebelled against his Lord. And, the, and there are gathered unto him vain men, the children of Belial, Ooh. and have strengthened themselves against Rehoboam, the son of Solomon. When Rehoboam was young and tender hearted and could not withstand them, And now you think to withstand the kingdom of Yahweh in the hands, in the hand of the sons of David. And ye be a great multitude. And there are with you golden calves, which Jeroboam made you for gods. Have you not cast out the priests of Yahweh, the sons of Aaron and the Levites, and have made you priests after the manner of the nations of other lands? So that whosoever comes to consecrate himself with a young bullock and seven rams, the same may be a priest of them that are no gods. But as for us, Yahweh is our God, and we have not forsaken him. And the priests which minister unto Yahweh are the sons of Aaron, and the Levites wait upon their business. And they burn unto Yahweh every morning and every evening burnt sacrifices and sweet incense, the showbread also, Set they in order upon the pure table, and the candlestick of gold with the lamps thereof to burn every evening. For we keep the charge of Yahweh our God, but ye have forsaken him. And behold, God himself is with us for our captain, and his priests with sounding trumpets to cry alarm against you. O children of Israel, fight ye not against Yahweh God of your fathers, for ye shall not prosper. But Jeroboam caused an ambushment to come about behind them. So they were before Judah, and the ambushment was behind them. And when Judah looked back, behold, the battle was before and behind. And they cried unto Yahweh, and the priests sounded with the trumpets. Then the men of Judah gave a shout. And as the men of Judah shouted, it came to pass that God smote Jeroboam and all Israel before Abiah and Judah. And the children of Israel fled before Judah, and God delivered them into their hand. And Abiah and his people slew them with a great slaughter. So there fell down, slain of Israel 500,000 chosen men. Thus the children of Israel were brought under at that time. And the children of Judah prevailed, because they relied upon Yahweh, God of their fathers. And Abiah pursued after Jeroboam, and took cities from him. Bethel with the towns thereof, and Jeshannah with the towns thereof, and Ephraim with the towns thereof. Neither did Jeroboam recover strength again in the days of Abiah. And Yahweh struck him, and he died. But Abiah waxed mighty and married 14 wives, Whoa. and begat
0: 22 sons <laughs> and 16 daughters. He's not even a king! <laughs> <clears throat> okay. And the
1: rest... Of the acts of Abiah and his ways and his sayings are written in the story of the prophet Iddo.
0: Okay, I guess that's to make up for all of the soldiers lost in the various wars <laughs> that yeah. the Israelites, both, both houses had, okay? So uh, last week, uh, I think it was uh, on this show that we talked about the expression all Israel being a yes. reference to all 12 tribes and not necessarily a reference to all Israelites because the uh, the prophecies state that all 12 tribes will exist forever, okay, far into the kingdom, uh, uh, absolutely forever, and we shall never be wiped out. However, all those who have done evil and have not repented, I don't see how those Israelites could possibly be revived without repenting, because that's the, certainly the condition in the Old Testament and the New Testament that we repent. So, uh, you know that exp- And now I think we see <clears throat> that. I don't think the expression "all Israel" will apply to the ten northern tribes exclusively. Although I think we did have one instance where "all Israel" was uh, an expression used only for the ten northern tribes. And not for, it uh, didn't include um, Judah and Benjamin. Okay? So we have to be careful and uh, use that language the way the Bible uses it and not uh, broaden the language beyond uh, the biblical usage. Okay? All right, chapter 14.
1: Chapter 14. So Abias slept with his fathers, <clears throat> and they buried him in the city of David, and Asa, his son, reigned in his stead. In his days the land was quiet ten years. And Asa did that which was good and right in the eyes of Yahweh his God. For he took away the altars of the strange gods and the high places, and break down the images and cut down the groves, and commanded Judah to seek Yahweh God of their fathers, and to do the law and the commandment. Also he took away out of all the cities of Judah the high places and the images And the kingdom was quiet before him, and he built fenced cities in Judah, for the land had rest, and he had no war in those years, because Yahweh had given him rest.
0: No war? Really?
1: (laughs) That's unusual. Okay. Therefore he said unto Judah, Let us build these cities, and make about them walls and towers, gates and bars, while the land is yet before us because we have sought Yahweh, our God. We have sought him, and he has given us rest on every side. So they built and prospered. And Asa had an army of men that bare targets and spears, out of Judah 300,000 and out of Benjamin, that bare shields and drew bows 200 and fourscore thousand. All these were mighty men of valor. And there came out against them Zerah, the Ethiopian, with a host of a thousand thousand and three hundred chariots, and came unto Maresha. Then Asa went out against him, and they set the battle in array in the valley of Zephthathah in Mereshah. And Asa cried unto Yahweh his God, and said, Yahweh, it is nothing with thee to help, whether with many or with them that have no power. Help us, O Yahweh our God, for we rest on thee, and in thy name we go against this multitude. O oh, Yahweh, thou art our God. Let not man prevail against thee.
0: Okay, hold on, hold on. So, is, oh, Enosh, man there is Enosh, not Adam. Okay, back to you.
1: And <clears throat> so, the, so Yahweh smote the Ethiopians before Asa and before Judah, and the Ethiopians fled. And Asa and the people that were with him pursued them into Gerar, and the Ethiopians were overthrown, that they could not recover themselves, for they were destroyed before Yahweh and before his host, and they carried away very much spoil. And they smote all the cities round about, in, round about Gerar, for the fear of Yahweh came upon them, and they spoiled all the cities, for there was exceeding much spoil in them. They smote also the tents of cattle, and carried away sheep and camels in abundance, and returned to Jerusalem.
0: Okay, so not only did they have a military victory, they almost recovered all that gold that Solomon gave away. (laughs) I don't think so. It's probably tons of gold. Unbelievable. Okay, chapter 15.
1: Chapter 15. And the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded. And he went out to meet Asa, and said unto him, Hear ye me, Asa. And all Judah and Benjamin, Yahweh is with you while you be with him. And if you seek him, he will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Now, for a long season, Israel has been without the true God and without a teaching priest and without law. But when they, in their trouble, did turn unto Yahweh, God of Israel, and sought him, he was found of them. And in those times, there was no peace to him that went out nor to him that came in. But great vexations were upon all the inhabitants of the countries. And nation was destroyed of nation, and city of city, for God did vex them with all adversity. But just
0: like today, kind of yep. war everywhere. Yep.
1: Be ye strong, therefore, and let not your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. And when Asa heard these words and the prophecy of Oded the prophet, He took courage and put away the abominable idols out of the land of Judah and Benjamin and out of the cities which he had taken from Mount Ephraim and renewed the altar of Yahweh that was before the porch of Yahweh. And he gathered all Judah and Benjamin and the strangers with them out of Ephraim and Manasseh and out of Simeon, for they fell to him out of Israel in abundance when they saw that Yahweh his God was with him. So they gathered themselves together at Jerusalem in the third month, in the fifteenth year of the reign of Asa. And they offered unto Yahweh the same time of the spoil which they had brought, seven hundred oxen and seven thousand sheep. And they entered into a covenant to seek Yahweh God of their fathers with all their heart and with all their soul, that whosoever would not seek Yahweh God of Israel should be put to death, whether small or great, whether man or woman, And they swear unto Yahweh with a loud voice, and with shouting, and with trumpets, and with cornets. And all Judah rejoiced at the oath, for they had sworn with all their heart, and sought him with their whole desire. And he was found of them, and Yahweh gave them rest round about. And also concerning Maacah, the mother of Asa, the king, he removed her from being queen. Because she had made an idol in a grove, and Asa cut down her idol and stamped it and burnt it at the brook Kidron. But the high places were not taken away out of Israel. Nevertheless, the heart of Asa was perfect all his days. And he brought into the house of God the things that his father had dedicated, and that he himself had dedicated, silver and gold and vessels. And there was no more war unto the five and thirtieth year of the reign of Asa.
0: Man, his own mother! <laughs> yeah. It became an idolater. I'm going to slap you, mom! How dare you? <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> all right. This chapter is chapter sixteen. Yeah, this is <clears throat> truth. Warts and all, folks. The Bible is the only book of this kind where the the protagonists, namely the Israelites. All of their crimes and misbehavior and sins and everything yep. else is reported. Nothing is left out. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: Not just the great things right. they did, but all the bad things they did as well.
0: Yeah. Great things? What great things? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, maybe 5% of what they did is great. All right. But that's recorded, too. All right. Yep. Back to you. Chapter
1: 16, in the sixth and thirtieth year of the reign of Asa, Baasha, king of Israel, came up against Judah and built Ramah to the intent that he might let none go out or come in to Asa, king of Judah. Then Asa brought out silver and gold out of the treasures of the house of Yahweh and of the king's house and sent to Benadad, king of Syria, that dwelt at Damascus, saying, There is a league between me and thee as there was between my father and thy father. Behold, I have sent thee silver and gold. Go, break thy league with Baasha, king of Israel, that he may depart from me. And adad hearkened unto king Asa and sent the captains of his armies against the cities of Israel. And they smote Ijon and Dan and Abelmaim and all the store cities of Naphtali. And it came to pass when Baasha heard it, that he left off building of Ramah and let his work cease. Then Asa, the king, took all Judah, and they carried away the stones of Ramah and the timber thereof, wherewith Baasha was building. And he built therewith Geba and Mizpah. And at that time Hanani, the seer, came to Asa, king of Judah, and said unto him, Because thou hast relied on the king of Syria, and not relied on Yahweh thy God, therefore is the host of the king of Syria escaped out of thine hand. Were not the Ethiopians and the Lubims a huge host, with very many chariots and horsemen? Yet because thou didst rely on Yahweh, he delivered them into thine hand. For the eyes of Yahweh run to and fro throughout the earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Herein thou hast done foolishly, therefore from henceforth thou shalt have wars. Then Asa was wroth with the seer, and ha. put him in a prison house, for <laughs> he was in a rage with him because of this thing. And Asa oppressed some of the people the same time.
0: Do you, do you therefore hate me because I tell you the truth? <laughs> right? Yeah. And He was a good king up to this point.
1: Okay. Yeah, what happened here? He kind of went...
0: Went yeah. crazy. Yeah, he wanted to assert his military might, I guess, you know, and take mm-hmm. personal credit. Yep.
1: I think um, power always seems to go to people's heads every yes. time. Yes,
0: you know, power corrupts. <laughs> yep. Right. Right. Uh, very and good. Behold, yep. behold
1: the acts of Asa, first and last, lo, they are written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. And Asa in the thirty and ninth year of his reign was diseased in his feet, until his disease was exceeding great. Yet in his disease he sought not to Yahweh, but to the physicians. And Asa slept with his fathers, and died in one and fortieth year of his reign. And they buried him in his own sepulchres, which he had made for himself in the city of David, and laid him in the bed which was filled with sweet odors and diverse kind of spices, prepared by a By the apothecary's art, and they made him a very great, and they made a very great earning for him. Okay. Very good. Chapter 17. And Jehoshaphat, his son, reigned in his stead, and strengthened himself against Israel. And he placed forces in all the fenced cities of Judah, and set garrisons in the land of Judah, and in the cities of Ephraim, which Asa his father had taken. And Yahweh was with Jehoshaphat, because he walked in the first ways of his father David, and sought not unto Balaam, but sought to Yahweh God of his father, and walked in his commandments, and not after the doings of Israel. Therefore Yahweh established the kingdom in his hand, and all Judah brought to Jehoshaphat presents, and he had riches and honor in abundance. And his heart was lifted up in the ways of Yahweh. Moreover, he took away the high places and groves out of Judah. Also, in the third year of his reign, he sent to his princes, even to ben and to Obadiah, and to Zechariah, and to Nethaniel, and to Micaiah, and to teach in the cities of Judah. And with them he sent Levites, even Shemaiah, and Nethaniah, and Zebediah, and Asahel, and Shimremoth and Jehonathan and Adoniah and Tobijah and Tobidonijah levites and with them Elishama and Jehoram priests and they taught in Judah and had the book of the law of Yahweh with them and went about throughout all the cities of Judah and taught the people and the fear of Yahweh fell upon all the kingdoms of the lands that were round about Judah so they made no war against Jehoshaphat. Also, some of the Philistines brought Jehoshaphat presents and tribute silver, and the Arabians brought him flocks, 7,700 rams and 7,700 he goats. And Jehoshaphat waxed great exceedingly, and he built in Judah castles and cities of store and he had much business in the cities of Judah and the men of war mighty men of valor were in Jerusalem and these are the numbers of them according to the house of their fathers of Judah the captains of thousands adna the chief and with him mighty men of valor 300,000 and next to him was jehonahan the captain and with him 204 score thousand and next Next him was Amasiah, the son of Zikri, who willingly offered himself unto Yahweh, and with him 200,000 mighty men of valor. And of Benjamin, Eliada, a mighty man of valor, and with him armed men with bow and shield, 200,000. And next him was Jehozabad, and with him a hundred and fourscore thousand ready prepared for the war. These waited on the king beside those whom the king put in fence cities throughout all Judah. End of chapter 17.
0: Okay, yeah, the narrative uh, is pretty straightforward here. Uh, we had two yeah. good kings in a row, Asa and Jehoshaphat, and, uh, Jehoshaphat. yeah. Okay. Jehoshaphat, yep. yeah.
1: <clears throat> chapter 18. Now, Jehoshaphat had riches in honor and honor in abundance and joined affinity with Ahab. And after certain years, he went down to Ahab to Samaria. And Ahab killed sheep and oxen for him in abundance and for the people that he had with him and persuaded him to go up with him to Ramoth-Gilead. And Ahab, king of Israel, said unto Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, Wilt thou go with me to Ramoth-Gilead? And he answered him, I am as thou art and, and my people as thy people, and we will be with thee in the war. And Jehoshaphat said unto the king of Israel, Inquire, I pray thee, at the word of Yahweh today. Therefore the king of Israel gathered together of prophets 400 men, and said unto them, Shall we go to Ramoth-Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear? And they said, Go up, for God will deliver it into the king's hand. But Jehoshaphat said, Is there not here a prophet of Yahweh besides, that we might inquire of him? And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, There is yet one man by whom we may inquire of Yahweh, but I hate him, for he never prophesies good unto me, always evil. The same is Micaiah, the son of Imlah. And Jehoshaphat said, Let not the king say so. And the king of Israel called for one of his officers and said, Fetch quickly Micaiah, the son of Imlah. And the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, sat either of them on this throne, clothed in their robes. And they sat in a void place at the entering end of the gate of Samaria. And all the prophets prophesied before them. And Zedekiah, the son of Chenanah, had made him horns of iron and said, Thus saith Yahweh, With these shalt thou push Syria until they be consumed. And all the prophets prophesied so, saying, Go up to Ramoth-Gilead and prosper, for Yahweh shall deliver it into the hand of the king. And the messenger that went to call Micaiah spake to him, saying, Behold, the words of the prophets declare good to the king with one assent. Let thy, ther- let thy word, therefore, I pray thee, be like one of theirs, and speak thou good. And Micaiah said, as Yahweh lives, even what my God says, that will I speak. And when he was come to the king, the king said unto him, Micaiah, shall we go to Ramoth-Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear? And he said, Go ye up and prosper, and they shall be delivered into your hand. And the king said to him, How many times shall I adjure thee that thou say nothing but the truth to me in the name of Yahweh? <laughs> right. Then he said, I did see all Israel scattered upon the mountains as sheep that have no shepherd. And Yahweh said, These have no master. Let them return, therefore, every man to his house in peace. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, Did I not tell thee that he would (laughs) prophesy not prophesy good unto me, but evil? Again, he said, Therefore, hear the word of Yahweh. I saw Yahweh sitting upon his throne, and all the host of heaven standing on his right hand and on his left. And Yahweh said, Who shall entice Ahab, king of Israel, that he may go up and fall at Ramoth-Gilead? And one spake, saying after this manner, and another saying after that manner. Then there came out a spirit and stood before Yahweh and said, I will entice him. And Yahweh said unto him, Wherewith? And he said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And Yahweh said, Thou shalt entice him, and thou shalt also prevail. Go out and do even so.
0: Oh, this sounds like the episode with Job and Satan, okay, where, yeah. where uh, Yahweh said, Okay, uh, go ahead and tempt them, see what you can do. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Let's see if they obey me or you. All right, go back to you. Verse um,
1: 22. Now, therefore, behold, Yahweh has put a lying spirit in the mouth of these prophets, and Yahweh has spoken evil against thee. Then Zedekiah, the son of Chenanah, came near and smote Micahiah upon the cheek and said, Which way went the spirit of Yahweh from me to speak unto thee? And Micahiah said, Behold, thou shalt see on that day when thou shalt go into an inner chamber to hide thyself. Then the king of Israel said, Take ye Micaiah, and carry him back to Ammon the governor of the city, and to Joash the king's son. And say, Thus saith the king, Put this fellow in the prison, and feed him with the bread of affliction, and with water of affliction, until I return in peace. And Micaiah said, If thou certainly return in peace... Then has not Yahweh spoken by me? And he said, Hearken all ye people. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, went up to Ramoth-Gilead. And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, I will disguise myself and will go to the battle, but put thou on thy robes. So the king of Israel disguised himself, and they went to the battle. Now the king of Syria had commanded the captains of the chariots that were with him saying, Fight ye not with small or great, save only with the king of Israel. And it came to pass, when the captains of the chariot saw Jehoshaphat, that they said, It is the king of Israel. Therefore they compassed about him to fight. But Jehoshaphat cried out, and Yahweh helped him, and God moved them to depart from him. For it came to pass, that when the captains of the chariots perceived that it was not the king of Israel, they turned back again from pursuing him. And a certain man drew a bow at a venture, and smote the king of Israel between the joints of the harness. Therefore he said to his chariot man, Turn thine hand, that thou mayest carry me out of the host, for I am wounded. And the battle increased that day. Howbeit the king of Israel stayed himself up in his chariot against the Syrians until the even. And about the time of the sun going down, he died.
0: Okay, so the prophet Micaiah was right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: Chapter 19. And Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, returned to his house in peace to Jerusalem. And Jehu, the son of Hanani, the seer, went out to meet him and said to King Jehoshaphat, Shouldest thou help the ungodly and love them that hate Yahweh? Therefore is wrath upon thee from before Yahweh. Nevertheless, there are good things found in thee, in that thou hast taken away the groves out of the land, and hast prepared thine heart to seek God. And Jehoshaphat dwelt at Jerusalem, and he went out again through the people from Beersheba to Mount Ephraim, and brought them back unto Yahweh God of their fathers. And he set judges in the land throughout all the fence cities of Judah, city by city, And said to the judges, Take heed what ye do, for ye judge not for man, but for Yahweh, who is with you in the judgment. Wherefore now let the fear of Yahweh be upon you. Take heed and do it, for there is no iniquity with Yahweh our God, nor respect of persons, nor taking of gifts. Moreover, in Jerusalem did Jehoshaphat set of the Levites and of the priests and of the chief of the fathers of Israel, for the judgment of Yahweh, and for controversies when they return to Jerusalem. And he charged them, saying, Thus shall ye do in the fear of Yahweh, faithfully and with a perfect heart. And what cause soever shall come to you of your brethren that dwell in the cities, between blood and blood, between law and commandment, statutes and judgments, ye shall even warn them that they trespass not against Yahweh. And so wrath come upon you, and upon your brethren. This do, and you shall not trespass. And behold, Amariah the chief priest is over you in all matters of Yahweh, and Zebediah, the son of Ishmael, the ruler of the house of Judah, for all the king's matters. Also the Levites shall be officers before you. Deal courageously, and Yahweh shall be with thee shall be with the good. In All right. Chapter uh, yeah. 19.
0: Yeah. Moving right along. These uh, chapters are going fast because it's it's straightforward prose. Uh, nothing. Uh, how should I? Nothing of uh, doctrine really to be discussed. You know, it's just uh, giving us a really quick history of the interface between the house of Judah and house of Israel. Sometimes they fought against each other. Sometimes they didn't. Okay. Mm-hmm. Chapter
1: twenty. <clears throat> It came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them other beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There come a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side, Syria. And behold, they be in Hazan Tamar, which is in Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared. And set himself to seek Yahweh, and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of Yahweh. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek Yahweh. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem, in the house of Yahweh, before the new court, and said, O Yahweh, God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven? And rulest not thou over all kingdoms of the heathen? And in thy hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? Art not thou our God, who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, and gavest it to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever? And they dwelt therein, and have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying, If, when evil comes upon us, as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction. Then wilt thou hear and help? And now, behold, the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade, when they come came out of the land of Egypt, But they turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I say, how they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession, which thou hast given us to inherit. O our God, will thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that comes against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. And all Judah stood before Yahweh with their little ones, their wives, and their children. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jeel, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the spirit of Yahweh in the midst of the congregation. And he said, Hearken ye all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and now King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith Yahweh unto you. Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go you down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and you shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of Yahweh with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for Yahweh will be with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before Yahweh, worshiping Yahweh. And the Levites, of the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Korhites, stood up to praise Yahweh, God of Israel, with a loud voice on high. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in Yahweh your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto Yahweh, and that should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army, and to say, Praise Yahweh, for his mercy endures forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, Yahweh set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end to the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. <laughs> okay. And when okay. when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked into the multi, unto the multitude, and behold, there were dead bodies fallen to the earth, and none escaped. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped off for themselves, more than they could carry away. And there were three days in gathering of the spoil. It was so much. And on the fourth day, they assembled themselves in the valley of Baraka. For there they blessed Yahweh. Therefore, the name of the same place was called the valley the valley of Baraka unto this day.
0: Okay, I'm going to pray that the Sephardic Jews... Kill off the uh, Ashkenazi Jews, mistaking, mistaking each mistaking the other for us. <laughs> all right. That's how it's all going to end. I pray. I pray. All right, back to you. Oh, by the way. Well, we, yeah, go we ahead. can pray in purgatory prayer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and we should be. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. in uh, previous verses here, it uh you know, it said things like all Judah and Judah stood before Yahweh. So why isn't it translated the Jews in Second mm-hmm. Chronicles as opposed to you know a few other that really aren't really too many places in Scripture where the word Jew is translated for Judah, right? It's actually fairly rare. So, uh, But 2 Kings 16.6 is the only place where Jew Mm -hmm. is translated for Judah and the rest of Israel is still called Israel, you know, the ten northern tribes. So why not be consistent? Okay, so that's an oversight by the uh, scribes and Pharisees, you know, the the creators of the Masoretic text. They should have made this change all over the place. We would have been even more fooled. (laughs) All right, back to you. (laughs) Okay, all right.
1: Uh, verse 27. Then they returned every man of Judah and Jerusalem and Jehoshaphat in the forefront of them to go again to Jerusalem with joy. For Yahweh had made them to rejoice over their enemies. And they came to Jerusalem with psalteries and harps and trumpets unto the house of Yahweh. And the fear of God was on all kingdoms and of those countries when they heard that Yahweh fought against the enemies of Israel. So the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet, for his God gave him rest round about. And Jehoshaphat reigned over Judah. He was thirty-five years old when he began to reign, and he reigned twenty-five years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Azubah, the daughter of Shilhi. And he walked in the way of Asa his father, and departed not from it, doing that which was right in the sight of Yahweh. Howbeit the high places were not taken away. For as yet the people had not prepared their hearts unto the God of their fathers. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoshaphat, first and last, behold, they are written in the book of Jehu, the son of Hanani, who is mentioned in the book of the kings of Israel. And after this, did Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, join himself with Ahaziah, Ahaziah, the king of Israel, who did very wickedly. And he joined himself with him, to make ships to go to Tarshish. Uh And they made the ships in Eziongeber. Then Eliezer, the son of Dodava of Marishah, prophesied against Jehoshaphat, saying, Because thou hast joined thyself with Ahaziah, Yahweh has broken thy works. And the ships were broken, that they were not able to go to Tarshish.
0: Okay, so this is probably talking about uh, the Phoenicians.
1: The Phoenicians, yeah.
0: Yeah. Right? Okay. Chat, well, let's see how much time. Uh, Ten minutes left. Let's go to we, uh, chapter 21. Yeah, 21. Yeah.
1: Now Jehoshaphat slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David. And Jehoram, his son, reigned in his stead. And he had brethren, the sons of Jehoshaphat, Azariah and Jehiel and Zechariah and Azariah, And Michael and Shephatiah, all these were the sons of Jehoshaphat, king of Israel. And their father gave them great gifts of silver and of gold and of precious things with fenced cities in Judah. But the kingdom gave he to Jehoram because he was the firstborn. Now, when Jehoram was risen up to the kingdom of his father, he strengthened himself and slew all his (laughs) brethren with the sword. And diverse also of the princes of Israel. Jehoram was 32 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned eight years in Jerusalem. And he walked in the way of the kings of Israel. Like as did the house of Ahab. For he had the daughter of Ahab to wife. And he wrought that which was evil in the eyes of Yahweh. Howbeit Yahweh would not destroy the house of David. Because of the covenant that he had made with David and as he promised to give a light to him and to his sons forever.
0: Okay, so Jehoram was afraid that his all of his brethren might overthrow him, so he killed them all. <laughs> all right. Yeah. yeah, And he's not a Jew either. He's a Judahite. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All well, right.
1: Well, like we said... Like we said at the beginning, there's not many great things that our people have done. That's right. Right. Very few. (laughs) A lot of (laughs) evil. Yeah. Verse 8. In his days, the Edomites revolted from under the dominion of Judah and made themselves a king. Then Jehoram went forth with his princes and all his chariots with him. And he rose up by night and smote the Edomites, which compassed him in and the captains of the chariots. So the Edomites revolted from under the hand of Judah unto this day. The same time also did Libnah revolt from under his hand, because he had forsaken Yahweh God of his fathers. Moreover, he made high places in the mountains of Judah, and caused the inhabitants of Jerusalem to commit fornication, and compelled Judah thereto. And there came a writing to him from Elijah the prophet, saying, Thus saith Yahweh God of David thy father, because thou hast not walked in the ways of Jehoshaphat thy father, nor in the ways of Asa king of Judah, but has walked in the way of the kings of Israel, and has made Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to go a-whoring, like to the whoredoms of the house of Ahab, and also has slain thy brethren of thy father's house, which were better than thyself, behold, with a great plague will Yahweh smite thy people, and thy children, and thy wives, and all thy goods." <clears throat> and thou shalt have great sickness by disease of thy bowels, until thy bowels fall out by reason of the
0: sickness, day by day. Oh my God! <laughs> Moreover, <laughs> right. Uh, okay. That doesn't sound very nice. No, right? no, hernias, <laughs> bad hernias. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Moreover, Yahweh stirred,
1: stood, uh, stirred up against Jehoram the spirit of the Philistines and of the Arabians that were near the Ethiopians. And they came up into Judah and break into it and carried away all the substance that was found in the king's house and his sons also and his wives, so that there was never a son left him, save Jehoahaz, the youngest of his sons. And after all this, Yahweh smote him in his bowels with an incurable disease. And it came to pass that in the process of time, After the end of two years, his bowels fell out by reason of his sickness. So he died of sore diseases, and his people made no burning for him like the burning of his fathers. Thirty-two years old when he began to reign, and he reigned in Jerusalem eight years, and departed without being desired. Uh Howbeit they buried him in the city of David, but not in the sepulchers of the kings.
0: Okay, so will, uh, uh, will this king... Uh, be, uh, what's the word, uh, uh, saved and, and uh, exalted into the kingdom after killing his own brethren and causing Israel to rebel against Yahweh. Uh, no sign of his repentance here, okay? No, if he didn't repent, then he's out of luck. Right, right. And so, but this is the same way that Herod died. Herod, Herod's bowels <laughs> we're we're, we're troubling him mightily, right, when when he was in the process of dying. Okay, so let's have a look at chapter 22. It's a fairly short chapter. We can probably squeeze this in. Okay. Okay.
1: And the inhabitants of Jerusalem made Ahaziah, his youngest son, king in his stead. For the band of men that came with the Arabians to the camp had slain all the eldest. So Ahaziah, the son of Jehoram, king of Judah, reigned. Forty-two years old was Ahaziah when he began to reign, and he reigned one year in Jerusalem. His mother's name also was Athaliah, the daughter of Omri. He also walked in the ways of the house of Ahab, for his mother was his counselor to do wickedly. Wherefore, he did evil in the sight of Yahweh like the house of Ahab. For they were his counselors after the death of his father to his destruction. He walked also after their counsel and went with Jehoram, the son of Ahab, king of Israel, to war against Hazael, king of Syria, at Ramoth-Gilead. And the Syrians smote Joram. And he returned to be healed in Jezreel because of the wounds which were given him at Ramah, when he fought with Hazael, king of Syria. And Azariah, the son of Jehoram, king of Judah, went down to see Jehoram, the son of Ahab, at Jezreel, because he was sick. And the destruction of Ahaziah was of God by coming to Joram. For when he was come, he went out with Jehoram against Jehu, the son of Nimshi, whom Yahweh had anointed to cut off the house of Ahab. And it came to pass that when Jehu was executing judgment upon the house of Ahab and found the princes of Judah, And the sons of the brethren of Ahaziah that ministered to Ahaziah, he slew them. And he sought Ahaziah, and they caught him, for he was hid in Samaria, and brought him to Jehu. And when they had slain him, they buried him, because they said, He is the son of Jehoshaphat, who sought Yahweh with all his heart. So the house of Ahaziah had no power to keep still the kingdom. But when Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the seed royal of the house of Judah. Uh But but Jehoshabeth, the daughter of the king, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him from among the king's sons that were slain, and put him and his nurse in a bedchamber. So Jehoshabeth, the daughter of King Jehoram, the wife of Jehoiada, the priest, for she was the sister of Ahaziah, hid him from Athaliah, so that she slew him not. And he was with them hid in the house of God six years, and Athaliah reigned over the land.
0: Okay, so this is the only female ruler over the house of Judah uh, in in this time. Okay, so uh, it's telling me that uh, Athaliah, was of uh, pure blood israel stock I don't think yahweh would have allowed a you know a mixed blood person to reign over either Israel or judah so even though now I think Athaliah is uh, a descendant of Jezebel so Jezebel was probably of pure blood israel stock as well but just very much uh you know uh converted to, you know, Baal worship, all right, so, but I'll see if I have time to do some, uh, what do you call it, genealogical survey here of Athalia and her predecessors to find out for sure, so, but it's, it's not necessary that Jezebel be a Canaanite because we can do enough evil on our own <laughs> without mar- intermarrying, right? So on that note, uh, great job. Uh, uh, we found out a lot from these chapters here in uh, uh, Second Chronicles. Thank you all for listening. Praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition. We'll see you all next time. Thank you, Dan. Take care. Yahweh see bless. See you next week. Thank yeah. you. Bye-bye. Bye.